Good morning. Taylor Hymnus here with Faith in KC, the July edition of our series. Uh, glad to see you this morning. Hope you've been able to um, have a good summer so far. I haven't seen you since our uh, June edition. We're now doing this once a month, and I hope you've had a great summer so far. Thanks for checking in this morning. Uh, as I record this and for this episode today, um, you likely know that the coronavirus cases are once again um, spiking uh, all across the area. Uh, Missouri is one of the hotspots in the country right now, and it's really unfortunate. Uh, I wanted to I wanted to approach the question of vaccines and COVID health from a faith perspective. Uh, I I can't imagine it's something that you're not talking about when you see people um, wherever you worship, if you're able to still worship, if you're able to, uh, or if you're choosing to go back in person, if your place of worship is doing so. Uh, I know that a lot of people watching this have likely said a prayer or two about something happening with COVID or a person who's sick or a decision on whether or not to get a vaccine. And I wanted to kind of tackle that a little bit from, from the medical standpoint. Um, for the last year plus, KU Health has been doing morning media updates, uh, telling, started as the, the press, the media, and now it's become a thing where viewers uh, log on and, and ask questions and watch uh, about COVID. And that started early on in the pandemic and has continued every weekday since then. And so, Dr. Stephen Seitz and Dr. Dana Hawkinson, the hosts basically of that from KU Health have become uh, well-known faces and voices across Kansas City. And so I reached out to Dr. Seitz to ask him, he's a person of faith, and I wanted to invite him to be on this um, on this discussion, on this series, Faith in KC. Now, uh, he's a very busy guy. He was only able to speak for a little while, so this episode will not be as long as a traditional Faith in KC episode. I apologize for that. Uh, I just really, I, uh, I wanted to get his opinion and his thoughts and see what it's like for a person who wears a white coat every day for a job uh, and, for lack of a better term, and you'll hear us talk about this, preaches the message of, of vaccinations and COVID safety and COVID health, um, what it's like for, for a person of faith to do that. So uh, I hope you'll enjoy this episode. Um, as always, reach out to me with your questions. You can email me, taylor.hymnus at kshb.com. You can find me on Twitter at Taylor Hymnus, on Facebook, Taylor Hymnus KSHB, um, and on uh, Instagram at Taylor Hymnus. Leave your comments here. I'd love to hear what you have to say. Um, this is serious, as you know, and uh, I, I hope that we as <clears throat> people, and as in some cases people of faith, are able to keep looking at this through the right lenses. Um, it's become so supercharged in every sense of the word. Uh, it's almost hard to to approach this now, especially as these numbers spike again. And this is in an effort to um, combat that a little bit. Thanks for watching. So glad this morning to be joined by University of Kansas Health System Chief Medical Officer, Dr. Steve Stites, who I've seen and heard many, many a time over the last 16 months. And this is my first chance to get a, ch a chance to talk to him one-on-one, -on -one. Dr. Stites. Uh, thanks for your taking your time out this morning. I appreciate it. You bet. And Taylor, it's nice to be able to work with you one-on-one -on -one after all these months. <laughs> Let me start by asking this, if it's okay. Tell me about your your faith background, if that's all right. 
Oh, you bet. I was uh, born and raised in Independence, Missouri. I went to the First Presbyterian Church there. I was perhaps not the most regular member. I uh, mm-hmm. went to William Jewell College at that time, Southern Baptist School. Um, and uh, I um, had a girlfriend. She went to church, and I would often go with her down at Liberty Christian Church, I believe. And then um, ended up, uh, when, I, when I met my wife, she had a very strong faith. And my journey of faith was always a little rocky. I wasn't quite sure where the world was. And um, I think medicine has re- actually brought me much closer to my roots than just about anything, um, because I think when you work in medicine every day, you, you, you see a side of folks you probably don't see. And I think you see a lot of uh, small miracles that happen uh, all the time when people get better. And, and, and then and, and you watch the peace that comes with, with death and you think, you know, I have a much stronger faith now than I probably had when I started. I'm a member of Community Christian Church. I've been very fortunate to be pastored by the Reverend Bob uh, Bob Hill for a number of years, and now Shanna Stites. And so, I uh, I am very blessed in that regard. Uh, obviously, this this uh, series is not exclusive to Christianity. We've had uh, guests all throughout of different faiths around town. Um, but I, I too, remember for the church, I'm a Christian, so we'll, we'll talk from that standpoint. What, what does it feel like that those moments you notice whenever your, your faith is, is affected by some of your work in, in medicine that you were just described? What, what is, do you notice it at the end of the day as you're wrapping up the day? Is it in the, in the moment you feel something? What's that like? I, I think it's in the moment, and it's, it's a sense of grace, and it's a sense of um, connection, I, I think. Um, and it's just, there's a, there's a sense of peace that comes with that. And um, also a sense of wonder because you see things that I don't think I would have otherwise seen. I remember someone once said, we were having a discussion with a family whose loved one was nearing the end of life. They, they said, and, and this is kind of where I got my small miracles from thing, but it, you, there are large miracles and I don't, you know, that they're biblical and they're, they're, those stories have passed down from generation to generation. I think there are small miracles that happen every day. I think, you know, I was lucky enough to be a part of one uh, last week. My son was involved in a very serious accident and the car he was in rolled over and, you know, he walked away and, oh, gosh. you know, the, the police looked at me and they're like, I don't understand how that happened. And I don't, um, but I love that kid. Like there's no tomorrow. And I can't tell you how blessed I feel. And I think to me, that's a minor miracle. And, it, and it, it connects me to my sense of faith and to what the, the God I believe is active in the world. And, and I think that when I look out across the world and when you see people treating each other well and caring for each other, you think that's beautiful. When you see the Ozark Mountains and a river runs through it, that's beautiful. You see, and that's beautiful. So I think when we see beauty, we see God. And I believe I see that in a lot of people every day here in what I do. Um, the word preaching gets used a lot to describe a lot of things, um, whether it be a in a church or religious background or not. Um, but you have been doing a lot of what some might describe as preaching from a medical standpoint now for a year and a half on an almost daily basis on the weekday morning program there from KU. Um, <laughs> do you ever feel like you're preaching to the choir, to use that phrase as well? Because there's sometimes that you're, 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 your frustration with reaction to the community with, with COVID sometimes comes out in what you're describing. Um, what is it like to preach a message that you know not everyone's listening to? You know, 
Taylor, that's a great question. And it's really a fair question. Um, you know, sometimes you do feel like we're preaching on this show and we, we try not to be preachy. Uh, we try to be honest. I do think that a lot of our listeners are part of a community of people who believe similarly, but I get enough email and enough people who write me. And so I'm not sure it's, it's I know it's not everybody, <laughs> um, but I think what, we try to do is to take away the politics, the shine, the spin, and just try to tell the truth. And if that feels similar to someone who's preaching in church, then that's okay, or in a synagogue or in a, in a mosque. It, 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 it's really, we're, we just try to tell the truth and have, have, give people a place they can go where they know that what we are reporting is the best of the real information as we know it at that moment. It's not that we're not gonna be wrong because information changes, you learn more and that can change a story. But in the moment, we're gonna tell you where we believe we are and where our hearts are around that. Because uh, again, we try to be, you know, we, we said genuine authenticity. We just try to say, here's who we are. Here's what we're trying to tell you. I'm a chief medical officer. I'm not the mayor, I'm not the governor, not the president, I'm the CMO. And from our perspective, here's where we are. Yeah. And, and again, that, that's our perspective, and it is what it is. But it's a perspective of seeing what it's like and working in a hospital, how you're taking care of COVID, where COVID is in the community, and what you're seeing happening around the world. And then you pull a little experience. You just try and tell it as, the truth as best you can. I've used the, the example on previous episodes of this series. The, and if, you're, if people are not familiar with this, I apologize. But the, the analogy of a flood comes to someone's home and a boat comes to help them, a helicopter comes to help them, and they don't make it out of the flood. Well, God will save me is, has, has always been the response in, in this particular story. And they don't make it. And they get to heaven and God, why didn't you save me? Well, I sent you a boat. I sent you a helicopter. That's yeah. yep. um, that, that phrase and that story has come to mind to me as a person of faith when it comes to COVID and the vaccine. I saw some research getting ready for this interview that the most recent recent research said I think less than half of white evangelicals nationwide say they will get the, the COVID vaccine. I don't know if that's been updated from what I've seen, but that's that's the last that I saw. In your experience in a church background, when you go to church on Sunday mornings or if you're whenever you're talking to other people of faith and you don't have on that white coat, what does the conversation sound like about the vaccine um, specifically? Yeah, it sounds like it did if I had my white coat on in my office, <laughs> which is, I came out too fast. I don't believe, I don't trust the science. I want to wait and see. I don't think it's going to get me. I haven't gotten sick yet. And it's all, so it's all the exact same thing. And, yeah. and to your point, right, you know, uh, I sent you a helicopter. I sent you a boat. I sent you a vaccine. I sent you a mask. Um, it, 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 it feels strikingly familiar. But um yeah, I, I think it's the same story repeated again, because I think people take their fears and their anxiety and their hesitancy, and that those feelings don't change from church to school to work to the medical office to the hospital, the baseball game, right? They, they carry them the same places wherever they go. And so the only answer to that, I think, is to have a consistent, honest conversation and that's what we've tried to do on the morning media update. We, we want you to trust us. And by trusting us, we just try to tell you the truth. As you know, we've said, you've heard us use the phrase, we're building the airplane while we fly it. 
Yeah. And sometimes the parts fit and sometimes they don't. And sometimes we lose the altitude, sometimes we gain it. Um, and, the, and the plane flies a lot better now than when we started. But, but the reality is we're not done yet and we're going to be wrong some more, but we will be as honest as we can be every day. And I try and do that in church. I try to, try to do that at work. I try to do that with my kids, with my family, with my friends. And when they ask me to say, guys, here's what I know. Yeah. Faith is obviously an intensely personal thing. And when you, when you get an opportunity to share about your faith in a public setting is very different when you're talking about your faith with another person one-on-one, whether they're a person of faith or not. You obviously do a lot of public communication about the message. And I don't mean to draw too strong an analogy here, but the message you're trying to spread, obviously not a faith-related one, but a medical one. When you have those one-on-one moments, I'm, I'm still kind of mind blown that people may come up to you at church and go, well, doc, I just don't buy it. But obviously that's, that's still happening to you is what you just described. When you have those moments, have you had any breakthroughs of those intensely personal, almost, almost faith-like sharing situations where someone walks away from you and goes, you know what, maybe I, maybe I will get the vaccine. Have you had those? And if so, what's that feel like to talk someone one-on-one yeah. into it? You know, I have. I, I, what I would say to is it's not usually a single conversation that changes anyone's mind. It's right. an accumulation of multiple conversations that they've had with lots of people, and they have to kind of work through it on their own. So occasionally there will be the person that says, well, thank you. You know what? I'm going to go get the vaccine just because of what you said. I so appreciate that. That's rare. Um, the, the much more common thing is you just keep trying to, you know, to borrow the religious term, you just keep trying to te- testify to what yeah. you know to be the truth um, and to be witness to that to someone and let them take that in along with all the other sources of information they have so that they can, you know, hopefully hear it and then make a decision that will help what you know will keep them safe. And like you said, I, I just want you to be safe. Right. And, um, and I try to make sure we say right up front, hey, this is not a political conversation because, you know, COVID is not a political conversation, really. COVID doesn't care if you're Republican or Democrat, black, white, rich, poor, gay, straight. It didn't care. It's going to come for you. So, you know, we we have answers. Let's help you get the answers so you can stay safe. I've been a Christian basically all my life, been a person of faith basically all my life. And more than once I've had someone who, is either not a person of faith or is a member of a different faith, say, about me or my faith background, you guys are the ones that dot, 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 right? Whether it be don't use musical instruments or take communion at a certain pace or anything like that. And you guys are the ones that, and that, that dot, dot, dot is incorrect. And I said, no, no, that's, that's not us. <laughs> Do you have that? I'm sure you have that kind of situation about fact finding with, with the vaccine right now and COVID. Well, I've, you know, I, you guys are the one that I read this thing and that's right. Right. Doc. And you have to go, no, it's, it's not. Um, <laughs> what's strikingly what, familiar, gotta, Taylor? That sounds familiar to me. I know you've yeah. got to slap your forehead to yourself all more the once. time. You know, you've heard us say the made-up news network. Don't be listening to the muns, and you know the internet's not news. It's just it's just propaganda or whatever. And I think right. I, our goal is just steer steer people to sources of truth as best we know. And then people get mad when the source of truth is wrong. Well, of course it's going to be wrong. It's, this is a new thing, right? COVID's new right. still. And you know, we're 18 months into it. We know a lot more than we did, but it's still new. Give us 20 years. We'll be really smart about it. But at the meantime, you just have to do, make the best decisions you can at that point in your life with the information that you have. And I think 
what you try and get folks to do is listen to trusted sources of information. And yeah, did the CDC make mistakes? Sure. But are they right most of the time? Yeah, you know what? They are. New England Journal, same thing. They're right most of the time. Our program tries to be right most of the time and be honest when we're wrong and just try to tell you when we're really certain and when we're not so certain. And I, and I think that's, I just think that's the right way to do it. And, and hopefully people will trust you more because you did it that way. I don't have a lot of time with you, Dr. Seitz. You're a busy guy. So the last thing I want to ask you about, we, we began this conversation talking about um, your faith and you referenced the, the feeling and the awareness of miracles on, on a somewhat regular basis doing what you do. And that has to do with faith in a higher power. Um, I want to ask you about your, your faith in, in people right now, um, because that has one that that is a very important thing right now, because we're almost being asked to have faith in people that they're doing what they're supposed to be doing whenever we go out and about. Um, but I, I, this is not news for me to say that it's hard to have faith in people right now based on the actions they're taking in and out of COVID, the things that they're saying online. Um, it almost takes stories of people sharing, hey, this awful thing happened to me or to my family member about COVID for a person to go, oh, I hadn't thought of that and pump the brakes a little bit. 16 plus months of this ish now uh, around there. What's your faith in people look like right now? Yeah, man, take the hardest question last, Taylor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm reminded of the Charlie Brown cartoon that hung on my wall as a kid. I love mankind. It's people I catch died. <laughs> right, but, right, you know, right. You know, it, it, in reality, is. I have a number of, of good friends who are unvaccinated and I still love them, right? I still love them. And, and, yeah. and, and I think by and large, most people are good. They're scared. They're fearful. They're a little irrational. And I think we've gotten a little too political and too spun up by, you know, things that aren't really true. And, 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 and I think we've, instead of admiring maybe our clergy or, or a good political leader or, or you know, whomever, we, we, we've turned to other icons out there who, who just kind of spew a lot of hate. And, and I think that's when folks get themselves more into trouble. But I, I do have an abiding faith, and maybe it's a rose-colored glass optimism, which I'm accused of being, um, in the underlying goodness of most people, almost everyone. And I think it's up to us to try to find that goodness, to search it out and try to nurture that and to try to say, okay, you know, you're a good person. And I know you're, I was in a clinic, was it yesterday? Mom's vaccinated, daughter's not. And uh, I was trying to talk to the daughter. I take care of the mom. I was trying to talk to the daughter about it. And now these are good people. They're good people. And, and, and good people make decisions that I don't agree with. So if I say you're bad because you don't, I don't agree with that decision, man, I, there's not, in my mind, there won't be many good people left because not everybody's going to agree with what I think. So I think we have to try and judge ourselves on our, on our, our total acts, our, on all of our deeds. And whether you get vaccinated or not is one deed in life, but there are a lot of other deeds. And I think it's, I think it, 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 it it's behooves, it's smart for all of us to step back from the immediate fray for just a moment and, and, and think about folks in the entirety of their acts of life, not in a singular act. And, and so that's, to me, most people do more good things than bad. So I really, I do have an abiding faith in the goodness of people. And, 
and I think that helps me become a better, a stronger believer in God. Dr. Stites, I can't thank you enough for your time this morning. I, I really appreciate it. I know you're a busy guy, and as someone who has heard uh, several, several different versions of the sermon over the last year and a half, uh, yes, I, 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 I appreciate the work that you're doing and the message that you're sharing. Thank you very much. Thank you, Taylor. Thanks for being a part of it, too.